Maybe that's another thing too is like you know the metaphorical book on the shelf is just me feeling like i've contributed to the community to like the creative community mm-hmm. because like you know everyone just like when you look at ash thorpe and all these other designers and architects and artists and all this stuff and you see all the cool things they do and they're like man these people are so cool i just want to be like their friend you know <laughs> like i yeah. i just want to be like in that circle not and and again not from an ego standpoint where i'm like look at me i'm as good as them i'm one of the best in the world or something no i just want to like be around them be part of that same community because what they're doing is so cool mm-hmm. i just want to be around that you know so I feel like that's like the best way I could explain it to myself and to someone else is like, I think like I would say my fuel is that, right? Like I want to do something. So like, you know, 17 or 14 year old me is like looking on the shelf and I have a book on there, you know? Yeah. And be like, yeah, buddy, I, I put a book on the shelf, you know, that's, there's a good quote. That's a good quote right there. <laughs> That's put a book on the shelf. <laughs> that's that I feel like that's how I feel. Now perhaps I've realized it how I've whether or not I figured out how to like apply it and use it to fuel myself. I found the fuel, now I'm just trying to figure out how to load the fuel. You know. Yeah, that's fair. You got to find some way to pay to, for it. Trying to figure out a way to put the fuel into the tank maybe. I don't know. But Yes, it's not a conventional gas cap. That you have to no. uh, just, it's not a simple pop the thing and screw it off and pour it in. Yeah, exactly. It's something, it's like a puzzle. It's an annoying puzzle to try and open it or something. It feels as complex as the first time when you go to put gas in a car for the first time ever. <laughs> That's how complex it feels. Yeah. You're like, I feel like I'm going to blow something up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I like that way of thinking about it though. And it does remind me. I did have a moment listening to it though, kind of around that point where um, Ash talks about like finding your fuel, where it it brought me back to, this is an episode that we did a while back. Mm. Like maybe, I'm going to see if I can find my notes for it. But um, Going back in the archives. Yeah, this is maybe, it's probably two years ago at this point. Um. And the whole gist of it was a lady at work had asked me to, um, or asked if she could print out, if I could print out some photos that I had taken that I had on my website that, and that she could put them up in her house that her and her boyfriend had got. Hmm. I'm like, sure. Like, which ones would you like? She's like, well, I know you're like, you're creative and stuff. And I think she got, tried to get one piece of, like photography or little piece of art from anyone who did that type of thing in the office, which is a really cool thing. Um, and so she asked me, she was like, well, what type of art do you do? And I, I, I could, I didn't, I couldn't answer it. Mm. This is maybe, gosh. Yeah. I think this is December 
of 2021 or January, 2021, uh, 2022, something like that. Um, and I went on like a internal journey to figure that out over the next like three, four months. Um, and like listen to podcast about it. And that's when I got deep into the Ashthorpe stuff too, was when I was trying to figure that out because it, it really fucked with my head. I was very confused by the fact that I couldn't answer that question because I always identified as someone who did art. But when I was asked, what type of art do you do? I couldn't answer it. Mm. Um, that really confused me. Um, and so over like internal rumination and figuring it out and stuff, um, I don't think I quite have landed yet on the type of art that I do because I'm still in the process of figuring that out. But for me, it was finding out what it was going back to what I would draw and what I was interested in as a kid and rekindling that in a 24, 25 year old format. And that was mostly snakes because <laughs> that was my thing as a kid. Um, but it was like animals being outside the kind of nature side of things. And so from there, I dove in headfirst to that type of concept and hasn't, haven't really looked back since. Um, and I think that is a, I wouldn't necessarily say that that is, maybe that is the fuel and I'm just figuring out different ways of channeling it or different ways of fueling my metaphorical car. Mm. Or maybe there's different cars that I have metaphorically. Um, but each one takes a different type of that fuel. It's all like one is 85, one's 87, one's 91, something like that, or 89. And I've got to figure out what belongs where. I've been doing these recently. They're, it's on watercolor paper, mm. and they're all little like Kangasaur things. And there's four on one page because I'll cut them and just make them individual things. Although four on one page does look kind of cool. Um, it fits it nice. I think I've got like 16 or 18 of those now that I've done. And there's just something that's like so pure and simple about them. I can easily do it in like an hour or two hours. It's not this big grandiose project that I'm trying to bite off so much. It doesn't cost a lot of money up front. Um, and that's been an easy way for me to like bring myself into that, uh, uh, creative expression for lack of a better term. Um, and I think slowly I'm finding the fuel within that because I'm able to take inspiration from the things that I enjoy drawing as a kid. So it's not necessarily drawing the snake that I always wanted as a pet when I was five, but I'm taking the pattern of that snake and figuring out a way that I can work it into this little character that I've designed of the Kangasaur. Mm. And slowly but surely, it's um, it's evolving into something. I don't know what it is, but it's evolving into something. Um, and I'm getting to the point now where I'd like to make like lino cuts of each of them and just make a whack ton of t-shirts or print them on t-shirts and stuff, or mm. or even like ink printings themselves. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the little. That's been that was my approach to finding my fuel. It was going back to, which I guess it, it does relate quite a bit to the whole 
Virgil Abloh quote as well, which I think is, I don't know, maybe that quote could be overlooked as something that's more in the hype space, the hype side of things about making something that looks cool from an objective perspective. But I think there's something in that that it it touches on what what gives what gave you excitement as a young kid when you didn't care about uh, how much money you were going to make or where your job was or what mm. you drove or what anyone else thought of you. It was you liked this because you something in it attracted you to it and you were enamored by it and you would always think about it and couldn't get it out of your head. And with a quote like that, you combine that with the finding your fuel. I think there's a lot in that that can be taken away. Yeah, I think so. It's a nice quote. I like it. It is. Get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I did write a few other things down though, which I found personally very um, relatable. And uh, what's his name again? Jason. Jason. Jason's talking about uh, he's he's either putting pressure or not putting pressure on himself. Um, he's got two projects. One is a personal project. One is a client project. If he's under the gun from the client to get something done in a week, he can get it done in a week. But if he tells himself mm -hmm. this personal project is due by the end of the week, it's probably still just not, it's probably still not going to get done. Even though he says, I have a deadline for Friday at five o'clock that I'm going to finish this. And it probably still doesn't happen. And I found that very relatable because there's stuff that I've been putting off for like a year at this point that I still haven't done. Mm -hmm. I haven't even started it. Um, Same. And it almost seemed like if there was no external motivator from an external party, in the case of, of a client for this matter, that finding the motivation or the willingness to complete the task at hand just dropped. Like it was just not there. Um, and certain things are like that for me. There's certain things that I've had to do outside of work or say outside of, outside of my main job. Um, but not necessarily a personal project where I know that when I do this, I'm going to get paid. And when I do this, it's advantageous to everybody and it makes me look good and it makes the client, the other person happy. I'm like, okay, I, I'll do that. But when I say I want to draw this thing in my sketchbook tonight because I have spare time because whatever happened, I will do almost anything I can to end up not doing that. I will do the dishes. I will put the dish, I will dry the dishes and then put those dishes away. And then I will think, oh, I should sweep the floor, even though I swept it earlier in the day. But it's, I'm not, a, I'm not doing it to intentionally sabotage myself. I think I just think I have more, more ability and more capacity to do that at that time mm. than I'm actually capable of doing. Mm -hmm. And then I never end up getting to it. And then, I go to bed and I wake up the next day and I feel bad about it because I didn't get didn't to that thing it. that I wanted yeah. to do. And then I say, I'm going to do it today. And then I don't do it again. And then it's just a vicious cycle. Yep. I know exactly how you feel. I I think, I don't know if Ash's reaction to that or, or something he said maybe, or maybe I'm just 
thing or something else on my own. That was like, because the proof of like you being able to do meet the deadline for a client for someone else, it's mm-hmm. proved like you can do it. But it, when it comes to doing something for yourself, you won't do it. Yes. And I don't know if does does he say something about like it's that like feeling like doing something for yourself isn't as important. Yeah. Like, or like you're saying, like doing some chores around the house or something else, like you feel like your brain is telling you that like, no, like other stuff is way more important than like working on something for yourself because maybe that's just how like, I mean, it's just how school was and how like, I think it's how you're brought up in general. How you're brought up and like how the industry is, it's like, there's always like more important stuff to be doing. And like, ironically solve other people's problems before you yeah and ironically i feel like not just in like creative areas but like just every area people struggle with that like they think like like that's one of the reasons why people like don't work on themselves enough because oh yeah they're working on other stuff for other people because because for some reason they just like their brains tell them that's more important than Mm -hmm working on yourself which is not the case it's not the case case. just i think it's just i think it's just how the world is how Mm -hmm. how people are brought up to think that way you're always told that being selfish is a bad thing yeah yeah it being selfish is still a spectrum Mm -hmm. like anything so you can be over you can be selfish and be a dick but you can also be selfish and be a very nice and Mm -hmm. generous person it's just the context within which you are selfish yeah but I, I totally I totally relate to that because I'm like I'm the exact same. I mean, how many fucking sticky notes of ideas I have? I'm not mm-hmm. short of ideas. That's the like no. But getting started and doing it and like you know, like oh yeah, I'll start that this weekend. Then just, again, comes around. You never do it. Everything else comes up, and then you're like, well, I can push that aside because everything else is more important. And then you just never get to it. And then you're like, I look at the stick, sticky note. Three months later, I'm like, oh, fuck, I was going to do something with that. Yeah. Um, and it's a bad reminder. It, Even yeah. though it's a thing you want to do, it almost becomes more damaging. And I don't know. There's some things that I've put off for so long now that I think, okay, I'm at this point, I'm just not going to do it. And I'm going to find something else to put my energy towards or to work on. Um and I think that's okay. Like, I just let the thing go, and I'm not. Yeah, you know, I'm not too too butthurt about it. Yeah, I. It's what frustrates me. As well as like, I think about something, and I I know. I can do it and do it way faster, than I'm telling mm-hmm. myself. Like yeah. times where yeah, I have like sat down and like you know, like worked on a model. I'm like, okay, I'm going to finish this model. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be a big thing. And I finish it in like 25 minutes. I'm like, holy shit. Like, Mm. you know, and it's like, I know I can do it faster, but there's something telling me that like, oh, you know, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to spend all day on this or, oh, I got to, I got to put aside all these hours or something. And then like, it's, it's weird. Cause even like, I haven't done a little poster in a while. I haven't posted anything on my Instagram in a while either. And like, when I was doing posters quite frequently, I would be able to turn those out in like less than an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I think you made one before the podcast once too. 
Yeah, 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 I did. And there was the time where I was in the one design competition. I did that, like Daft Punk vinyl mock-up mm-hmm. in like 38 minutes. And that included <laughs> oh, that, that included opening Photoshop and yes. uploading the file uh, to Google Drive and sending it to the guy for the competition. Yeah. And like we had bad internet back in those days too. Yeah. And it was like I I did that like really fast. So it's like there's no excuse but I don't know. I don't know. I almost had the opposite problem where and this is something I'm going through right now where I've got I'm doing like a big design update on a document for Spartech mm. and it's like a 60 page document and it's something that I've designed like and built from the ground up, but it's been like a 10 month revision process on this thing through like four or five different versions. And I'm happy to spend the time on it because when it gets done, it's going to be great, Mm -hmm. but it's just revising and tweaking and editing and revising and tweaking and editing, getting a fresh set of eyes. And those fresh set of eyes say, this doesn't really make sense the circle of us have all been looking at it for the last 10 months and it all makes sense to us, but to an outside party it doesn't and it needs to. Um, and so there's a big chunk of updates that need to be done and a deadline that needs to be hit in like three weeks. And I was looking at the stuff earlier today, trying to give it a a bit of a plan of attack for how I can execute it. And in my mind, I'm thinking this is like a month's work of full-time work. Mm. Like this is, this is five 40-hour weeks to resolve this. I have physically no ability to get that done in three yeah. by the deadline. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just going gonna, gonna to start working on it. I'm going to see like roughly how long it takes me to do all these heavy pages that require a lot of edits and then the lighter pages that require few or no edits will be a lot faster. And I was able to blow through like a third of the document. Uh, no, a fifth of the document in like five hours, Mm. which was surprisingly impressive because I thought in my head, I've built this story around it that it's this big thing and it's going to take a lot of time to update it. But when I sit down and do it, that I realize an hour is a lot longer than it seems in my head when I'm doing an update. But I've shut down certain things before because I've said, no, it's that's going to take too much time and we don't have that time left to do it. When in reality, thinking about it retrospectively, I probably did. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't thinking about it in the correct way. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, we were trained to be machines, mm-hmm. and we got used to being speed, and then, and then now I look something, I'm like, man, like, I couldn't do it that fast, and then like I end up doing it, and it is, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I could have done like eight more of these, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, which is nice. That's I like that's how it starts. Anyway, three weeks. Yeah, in three weeks it will be doable. There may be some later nights, but three weeks is still doable. But when I was first going through the review and like processing the feedback, I thought like they're just adding days upon weeks upon mm. weeks upon months. And the whole joke of it is like, we're going to give it the update today because we wanted it yesterday. 
where like as soon as as soon as possible as soon as possible but eventually if you keep saying as soon as possible that just starts to lose its meaning yeah and the there's there is just no urgency behind it whereas at least a fixed deadline of insert date here Mm -hmm. at least that is something tangible to work towards um and i think that's what i've realized i need is like anyone can tell me to do something asap but that that asap is relative to me now because i will be doing the work so as soon as possible for me it could be three weeks from now it could be three hours or it could be three weeks um but a, a deadline, I'll hit a deadline every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that Ash Thorpe brought up that I liked because of references, Todd McFarlane, who's also a favorite person, um, is like knowing how many balls you can juggle. <laughs> yeah. And Todd McFarlane's like, I'm a three ball juggler or something like that. Three ball or five ball juggler. And I think I am a two and a half ball juggler mm. or a, or most appropriately a two ball juggler where I can do two things and I almost need two things because I get bored of one thing and switch back and forth and alternate things. And in this case it's jobs, which I'm fortunate to have and go back and forth between say earthscape and Spartak on in the evenings. And it's nice because I can keep that balance. But if say you insert Humber into that as we had last year, then there's just no time left Mm -hmm. and you're operating at like 110% all the time and you're just redlining. Would that be an appropriate use of the term? Yeah. All the time, which isn't productive. I think Ash also says, said like you can have a really fast car that can go really fast car, huge gas tank, go super far, super fast. Um, But if you're stuck in mud, you're not going to go anywhere. Um, and I think that's also true just for people. Like you could have the capacity to go very fast and the ability to, but if you're in a, if you're in the, like a situation in a circumstance that doesn't allow that to happen, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. You're just going to stay stuck. Um, and I think that's a good thing to understand about yourself as well as like understanding how many balls you can juggle. Mm-hmm. metaphorically and creatively speaking how many balls do you think you can juggle i don't know i was just thinking about that and i feel like i don't know because i haven't tried to i haven't tried to like push myself right to see how many you know balls i can handle at once you know i haven't to uh i haven't pushed juggle it. not handle juggle yeah no i just and, don't want to take that and, out of context. I meant it that way. Um, <laughs> it was intentional. Um, like, I know we said this before. Like, I, I feel like I miss some of the chaos of school. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's almost like... Not that I'm about to, even though I am about to, relate this to military. So what we did is not like that at all. However. Okay, I see what you're saying. However, you're not comparing it, but you are drawing an analogy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, when they train, like, special forces, right? You've seen, like, the movies and the videos of how they just, like, 
almost basically torture people until like the last few are standing, right? And that's how they get like the hardest people who just won't quit. Like and hell I, week for the Navy SEALs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they put them through hell, the worst stuff possible, the hardest stuff possible. So that when they get through it, like everything else now that like usually would be really hard and difficult for everyone else is easy. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I felt with like Humber. Obviously, it's a very extreme analogy, but, you know, we had to juggle a lot. We had to do a lot at the same time. Um, and yeah, there was times where I didn't handle it well. I definitely dropped the balls um, and then picked it up and threw it through windows. But mm-hmm. now coming out of it, I'm like, I definitely doubt myself sometimes, but then other times I'm like, holy shit, like I could do like way more. <laughs> like, like I'm not even yeah. like at capacity, like not even close, you know, mm-hmm. compared to what we were doing. Um, like a lot to a lot of other people, it's like, oh my God, you gotta do that, that, and that. And and then for us now, it's just like, yeah, okay. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's fine. fine. Well, the few problems the fault solved, we'll figure it out. It's not a big deal. Right. Um, cause we're used to like just way more chaos. Uh, mm-hmm. But I haven't, yeah, I haven't really pushed myself, I think, uh, mm. especially in a while. Uh, I think definitely not since school. Um, right. So I, I'd like to think I could do, like, if I had the motivation to actually, like, I actually started doing stuff, working on stuff, I think I could jungle quite a bit, I feel like. Yeah. Because um, at work, I mean, I've definitely tried to take on more and more responsibility at work. And I can be going back and forth between projects and different tasks and stuff um, mm-hmm. quite well. And I, I like it similar to you where like it's a little boring doing one thing. Um, yeah, I get just. And there's times where like if stale. I'm if I'm like doing just one thing because there isn't much to do and I'm trying to purposely be slow. I don't. That's awkward for me. Yeah, I hate like that. I I hate trying to find work. Like I just want to have lots of work to do, so I can just keep on solving problems, keep on just fucking going at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'd be able to like do more, you know. And there's I definitely so. times I I think like oh it could be, you know, a squeeze a little sketch and I'm like oh, I'm too tired. I you know there's not enough time. <laughs> and then like when I think about like well fuck if I actually schedule my time there's like there's a lot of time. Yes, there is. Um. It's there. You just gotta like make it right. You just gotta schedule it. So, yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, that's another reason why, like, I'm I'm still like so intrigued and fascinated with the whole like big design company, like you know, um, fucking what's his name, Matt. Oh, does Brett, enjoy? Brett, Brett. Brett, Brett Simpson. Um, with like that whole like possibility because it's like it seems like it's just very fast paced. There's a lot to do. Yeah. Or could be. Um, that's like very enticing because it's like, man, getting to a lot of different things fast. Like mm-hmm. um, it seems very fun, at least for like a short while. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, fuck. I, I'd love to be bouncing around between more, more of my sneak, uh, sticky notes, you know? so i think that's that's the sign for you to pick one of those off the wall and say i'm gonna do you 
<laughs> in I a, know. In an appropriate context. Yeah. But well, then I feel yeah. like immediately when I think about doing that, I I automatically think, okay, well, where am I going to find the time to do this? How much yeah. is it going to cost to do this thing that I want to do? I got to go to Michael's. I got to go to Above Ground. I got to do this. Got to do that. And then I'm like, it's easier to just sit on the couch and just I'm going to doodle in my notebook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I. Yeah. I got. Yeah, that's the problem. I don't even need to go anywhere. I've got pens. I got paper. I'm good. Yeah. I've got yeah. everything. I just yeah. I mean, I mean, slightly ties into another thing very quickly, but um, like I I need to get back into sketching more and more. It it mm. is Inktober. It is yes, that's right. I I think I told myself a while ago like yeah I think maybe Sean or something mentioned at work like a while ago oh you can do it I'm like. Yeah, maybe I'll give it a go this year, like I say, every year. And then, like, it's already the second that the I first totally day. <laughs> forgot about it. It was a weekend, so it doesn't really count. Yeah. I just, I, I just, it only, I actually generally forgot that it was October. <laughs> like, Same. I forgot Same. October started, to be honest. So, um, and then I saw, like, Sean's post. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. It's October. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing is I don't think it's, I was listening to um, uh, Jake Parker, who's the guy who allegedly created the whole right. Inktober thing or formalized it as a as a thing. Um, he's got a podcast with two other guys called Three Three Point Perspective. That's um, that's pretty clever. I'll give it to him. It is that's a good clever. name. Very good name. It's more illustration focused. Mm-hmm. Um, but I listen to it almost every week because um, there's there's golden nuggets here and there. Okay, I might have check that out. I would. It's Some of it's more like children's book story, like mm. story illustration focused, but not in a kid's way. It's more talking about like the business of art and illustration. I think it's worth listening to. Um, but he was talking about Inktober one time about how he would do it when he was having to travel and do all this and do all that. And it's, it doesn't seem to be against the rules for you to say, do multiple in one day. The goal is to come out at the end of the month with 31 ink drawings, whether or not you do 31 of those in one night or Mm -hmm. one a day for 31 days. I'm, thinking about that now with like the Kangasaur paintings and stuff. I did two yesterday. I haven't done a single one today because we do this and there's just less time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think having the goal of coming out at the end of the month with 31 of those is an appropriate goal and is not that far fetched because it's, it's an hour here. It's an hour there. Um, so I'm going to try and hold myself accountable to that and see how far I can get. Mm. But doesn't mean that you could do that. You can't do three drawings on Tuesday. Yeah. And yeah. still have stuff map yeah. out. Like I'm not following any prompts or anything. I'm just. No. Yeah. If I was doing, that, I wouldn't follow the prompts either. I'm, no, no, I'm not I don't even, I don't keep up with the prompts at all. No, but, uh, I just feel like I'm drawing a car or. Drawing a fucking mech suit or something. I think it's the practice of it that's the most important part. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. It's building that habit. I mean, Sean's been drawing every day for 
like since school ended, hasn't he? I think so. Just done, or at least tried to keep it up as best possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's probably gone through like seven or eight books at this point, (laughs) sketchbooks, which is insane. That's the thing, dude. Um, I have so many notebooks and sketchbooks that I've bought, like so many times, like Indigo or Muji, where I'm see something like. I can't say no to this. It's a good price. It's no. so cool. And then I pick it up. And then now I've got like a shelf full of like empty books where I could just sketch in. And I'm like, I've got tons of pens, like a ton of books. I'm like, yo, pick Still it up. That tan bro. paper sketchbook we got that one time. Yes. When we went. Yeah. I've done one page. <laughs> <laughs> Still three yeah. years later. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I had a moment the other day where I went looking for a notebook like an empty notebook Mm -hmm. and I could not find one. They were all full. Wow. That's a good feeling though. I've got two sketchbooks left or I'm halfway through one. I've got three technically. Um, but one of them is more like illustration type paper. So I think I'm going to reserve that just for like actual finalized drawings, Mm. but I've got two like process sketchbooks left and then, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my own. I'm going to take the loose leaf paper to Staples and get it bound. So I just want it cheap and cheerful. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's never happened where I've gone to look for a notebook or a sketchbook and there has not been a single empty one that they've all been full. That's pretty crazy though. Wow. I thought, wow. Never going to repeat this again. <sighs> that's pretty crazy. That's a good feeling though. Wow. I know. Damn. It was, it was very strange. But yeah, I think October or Inktober is um, something worth pursuing for sure. It is a good idea. It is a nice idea. Yeah. 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 Even little things like you could do 31 days of little sticky note sketches. That would actually be really cool. Yeah, little mini things. Yeah. That'd yeah, be pretty that sick. That would actually be really cool because it may take five, 10 minutes to do the whole thing. That would be, that would be pretty dope. That's not a bad idea. There you go. Food for thought. There has been on my mind, I I found a guy on YouTube, this Asian guy who draws like primarily like mechs in like pen and he'll use like a fountain pen too and stuff like that. And it's really cool, really cool style. And I'm like, Mm. fuck, I love mechs, bro. What's his name? Do you remember his name? Uh... Good question, good question. See if I can find it very quickly. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, let me find a... Uh, as that guy. Uh, Chroma Moma. I was going to say that. I knew exactly who you were talking I think, about. Yes, that looks his like sketch. Him. His sketchbook reviews are like... Or his yeah, sketchbook, sketchbook tours really cool. and stuff. Yeah. Insane. Style, mm-hmm. really sick. It's like a... A quick, rough kind of style. Love the style. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was that guy that I um, that I saw a video. Yeah, he did a he drew a Gundam. He did a Gundam sketch. Mm-hmm. Um, super sick, super super cool. And I was like, man, come on. I could... <laughs> That's another thing. I, I look at all this like cool stuff, and like. I have to like slap myself down sometimes because I'm like, bro, I, I can do that. 
Yeah, you have the ability. To. I have the ability to. Do that. I can do that. Not not being like I'm the best. I can do everything. But like, like I look at stuff and I'm like, bro, I can fucking do that. Mm-hmm. I just don't because I'm an idiot. But I but I could <laughs> do it. But you could. I that's could. The thing. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I could. So. That's the yeah. hurdle. That's the hurdle. But um, I don't know. We'll get. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Sooner or later. this bad boy up and uh so yeah if you enjoyed that ladies and gentlemen uh send us an email to hi about the process podcast at gmail.com you can also send an email to uh hi at bigdesigncompany.com and visit the website www.bigdesigncompany.com um, my name is dylan torvin and uh zach watson yes sir what is our instagram process underscore underscore podcast lovely Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. We will see you maybe next week. Next week's Thanksgiving, so I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe a day later. Yeah, it might maybe be afterwards. We'll, yeah, we'll see. We're going to have to offset some stuff. Yeah. At some point next week. The process. Peace. Peace.